This is an after-school program podcast. Welcome to the Home Studio Hangout Podcast, where we explore what it's like building, running, and working out of a home studio with your hosts, Joshua Matutuk, Andrew Simmons, and many guests in different areas of the music industry. Welcome to another episode of the Home Studio Hangout Podcast. Me and Josh are super excited to bring to you today our favorite paid resources, namely our favorite paid plugins and our favorite paid online courses. Uh, We talk about a few different things here, mainly our Desert Island plugins and some of the courses that have impacted us the most as producers, songwriters, and mixing engineers. I will say... All of these things that we are talking about today, nobody has paid us to say anything about these. These are 100% our opinions and our recommendations based on our experience with these products. So, without further ado, let's get right into the episode. Welcome back to the Home Studio Hangout Podcast. My name's Josh. This is... (laughs) <laughs> this is me, Andrew. How are you guys doing today? Hope it's good. Josh, how are you I'm, doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I woke up early for you and you slept in. You're right. <laughs> and typically it's the other way around. So it was pretty cool feeling what it's like being Drew and being disappointed in your fellow podcast host. <laughs> um, so today we are going to be speaking about our favorite paid plugins and classes and resources and we'll say computer stuff paid resources paid resources so we went through all the free ones they're v sick and if you missed that it's on the previous episode and you can go check it out on youtube and all of the links are in the description i spent a really long time going through uh the entire episode and making sure all of the links go directly to uh what we talk about so yeah and so um i don't i don't know about drew but like i made my list based on like my desert island scenario um and if i if i just had this list of things i can do exactly what i'm doing right now because i've kind of simplified what i use um recently and this is basically all i use so uh yeah i, I kind of did the same thing mine is um the the things that i find myself using most often pretty much yeah yeah and uh there's a lot of cool stuff out there um i'm sure we're missing out on some things that could make our lives a bit easier but i think we both spent some time kind of figuring out what our favorite things are and uh we spent a lot of money in the process figuring yeah, that out as well. For sure. So we're hoping that maybe you could learn from this or you're going to hate everything that we use and figure out what works for you. Um, so, Drew, what is the first thing on your list? So the first thing on my list, we're going to start in the DAW land, uh, Ableton Live. Uh, Ab- specifically, I will say Ableton Live intro because I have sweet which is the big daddy version uh only because i need it for larger scale product projects 
But if I would desert island scenario or if I didn't have a bunch of money, Ableton Live intro is only $80 right now as of time of recording. I think generally it's only like $100. So right now there's a discount running for $80. Uh, you get 16 channels of audio, 16 channels of MIDI, and you can, you know, bounce down if you needed to combine tracks and like... So combine all your drums or combine all your snares or whatnot into singular tracks. Um, or just use MIDI tracks and, you know, MIDI out your samples. But it is by far the most... I could do everything I do now. It would be a lot harder, but I could do everything that I do now with Ableton Live Intro. Well, bro, have you heard of Reaper? <laughs> Same price. There's always that one dude. Yeah, there's always that one guy. So, Josh, what is your... I know Ableton was on your list, too. Yeah, mine was Ableton Standard, though, because I don't like the idea of having to bounce things down because of track counts. Well, yes, but in, in a worst-case <clears throat> scenario, in a money in a money, and I'm just getting into songwriting and production, $80 is not a lot of money. It's like... If you work at a coffee shop, that's like a week's worth of tips. Yeah. So, okay, real quick. I have Cubase 11 written down because mm -hmm. I love Cubase, even though I'm having major issues with it right now. But we aren't going to talk about that because I probably just need to reinstall it because I'm stupid. Because you um, are bad at computer stuff sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Hey, I figured out how to reformat my hard drives. I felt like I, felt like I was Hacking the, into the king the of the frame. world. <laughs> yeah. Like, I felt like Elliot Alderson like whenever i because like with the samsung drives you can't just reformat them you have to like show the container and then reformat the container and whenever i did that i felt like i just freed the world of 90 percent of its debt um so <laughs> anyway mr robot fans so anyway uh cubase 11 was basically the number one thing on my list but i think i'm having a change of heart and i would say to get one of the smaller studio one bundles and here's why studio one is the only one that will let you purchase a um lower tier of their software and instead of just upgrading to the next version you could buy certain features um sam did that he bought the lowest thing then once he got used to everything and wanted to get plugins he bought like the third-party plugin access which was like mm -hmm. 10 bucks or something silly like that then he got like the one for instruments and so you could literally buy the intro and then build it up as you go until you hit the full standard version yeah. that's a great that's a great one ableton does a cool thing where they just offer you a huge discount if you buy the lower tier to upgrade to standard um you probably noticed this because you you have standard if you go to look at what suite costs it's like over half price off or something stupid like that. Um, so yeah, I, but I do love the fact that Studio One, you can just like, especially if you're you're a songwriter, right? And you're in a situation where you're like, I don't know anything about DAWs or how they function or anything like that. And all I know is that I can play guitar, right? I can write songs and I can play guitar. You could buy that intro version of Studio One and learn the DAW as well as continue to write 
and record yeah. yourself. And on top of that, it's very easy to learn. Like Ableton is like after I sat down and learned Ableton, it was backwards for me because I grew up on Pro Tools. Yeah. But like um, Studio One is just Ableton if it was coded by X Steinberg employees. Exactly. Steinberg is the company that owns Cubase for mm-hmm. those who don't know. So it's kind of like a cool in between. And um, I found that if you start out on Studio One and you'll learn it really well, you'll not only be able to use, you know, Cubase or Ableton or even Pro Tools, but it's pretty user friendly. I don't like editing in Studio One at all, but that's just me. Once again, uh, Pro Tools. So shout out to the homie Chris Davis who uses <laughs> Studio One a lot. He doesn't and Grant even Dawson. Edit. He doesn't even edit in Studio One though. He edits in Pro Tools still. Uh, because he also doesn't like the editing functionality in Studio One. But that's not to say that you can't do it. He edits. The only thing he doesn't edit in Studio One is drums, just because Pro Tools for him is faster. Uh, same for me. I think same for you. Um, the Not anymore. You, you use Cubase now for drum editing. editing. So. Just, okay, yeah, I wasn't just sure. Cubase. So, uh, but I know a lot of people still do that. That's a pretty common thing. But the his mixing is uh, is great he does some sick stuff he's done some stuff that me and josh have both worked on together and it sounds amazing um so it is a very good it's a very good daw for growing with you as a songwriter or as a producer same as ableton just in a different format it's bigger chunks of money essentially but they're both probably the best in growing with you and not overstimulating you another thing i'll say is that splice does offer rent to own functionality for a lot of stuff and studio mm-hmm. one's the only daw in there that you can rent to own yep so if you need longer than like the month or whatever that they give you you can always just do that or if you don't want to spend all the money up front you can rent to own that software um pro tools also has a subscription this yeah, is kind of but just I, I would just say those, from a simplicity standpoint, Studio One is. Yeah, is Studio move. One's uh, probably going to win over that. But that's a great segue into you mentioned Splice, and I think Splice, because we're going to reference Splice a lot in this episode, because Splice does a couple different things. If you don't know, Splice.com is a website where a lot of people use it for sample buying. Uh, that's what I use it a lot for. Um, you can go in and you can buy cool kicks, snares, random little guitar sounds, like literally anything you can think of. I think I was working on a project yesterday where I needed a bird chirping sound and a lion's roar sound for like accents on um on a rap bar. And they had like a ton of different options in a bunch of different variations. They had them as impacts. They had them as like just field capture recordings. And a bunch of different things like that. Uh, But then you also have like different genres of kicks and snares and hi-hats and everything that you could possibly think of. Uh, One thing that they've been doing in the last couple years is is they've started a rent-to-own section for plugins. Uh, So... Which is really cool because most of the time you think of a subscription thing and you're like, well, I'm just going to be paying that forever. It's some that's something that I actually I don't use some subscription services for my plugins because I don't like the fact that I never fully own those plugins. But with Splice, 
you can say, okay, well, I want, for instance, Studio One. I can rent to own Studio One, and eventually it's mine after X amount of payments. And it's probably, what, like 10 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month for Studio? I don't really know. I haven't looked at it. But it, not it's sure. not they, that. I think that they might even give you the option. Um, I'm actually on Splice right now because I wanted. I was curious, like, as far as the investment goes, it's $8 a month for their cheapest feature yes and i've the... been a subscriber since september of 2016 mm-hmm. um so, so i spent so, like 380 bucks so far so the way that so the way that it works as far as the samples go is you pay a monthly fee of eight dollars a month at the lowest tier for a hundred credits and each credit is a sample so every month you can buy a hundred samples for eight dollars which is wild like that's the flexibility you have with that. And it could really like what I love to have it for is I'm working on a project and I'm not finding a kick sound that I like. I can just go on splice and search through kick sounds and find the exact kick sound that I want for that project Um, or snares or whatever. So what's crazy is that they they actually give you some really good deals here. Yeah. There's some great deals in there. You could pay $30. So also your your credits roll over. At one point, I had mm-hmm. like a mass amount of like twelve hundred samples that I could get, and um, then like they also do MIDI progressions, which cost a little bit more. But they do you get a hundred a month, and I've never run out. I think I'm the lowest that I've had since I started is how much I have now, and I have like two hundred and fifty credits. Um, but I'm looking here. You you can buy a thousand credits for thirty dollars. Which it would have been a lot cheaper if I would have just did that. You just buy one month and then re-up whenever it's done. Mm-hmm. And so I'm actually about to do that today because <laughs> it's a lot cheaper in the long run. But mm-hmm. I love Splice. It's it's incredible because there's a lot of uh, cool producers on there that put out some really cool sounds. And uh, their plugin for, well, not plugin, but their app is really, really good. I know a lot of guys go through like these crazy directories to organize all their samples especially like ableton guys because you could flick mm-hmm. through it i think cubase has a directory that i don't use because i know the splice app so well now that i could find any sound i want within a few seconds between their exactly. search and filters so you know a lot of people are like how do you organize all your samples it's like i i only i only use splice besides a few things and i have folders for those few things mm-hmm. um so I have the way I organize mine is I've routed, I have a samples folder inside my uh, hard drive, my external, Mm -hmm. and it holds all of my samples. So it's um, got any make pop music samples that I buy. It's got any uh, samples that I get for free online that I just find or any like things that I rip for sampling off of YouTube or just the internet in general. Uh, and then I have a splice, my splice folder routed to that samples folder. So anytime I buy it, it automatically dumps into that giant splice folder. And then on my Ableton directory, search finder directory, I can just go through it there. Yeah. That's all. That's all I I, um, It's pretty, very simple. It's super easy to set up too. Well, on top of that, I don't know if you were aware, but there's actually a feature on there that I use every time I reformat my hard drive. Um, cause I've done that like four times in the past six months cause hmm. of different issues. Um, 
you literally press one button, set your directory, and it'll make sure that every single one of your samples is downloaded properly. That's really cool. It's incredible. No, I need to do it works that, like actually. a charm. I've had to do I've had to do that three times this year. And uh Dang. It's just incredible. Yeah, I need to I need to check that out. Because it is sometimes that is something that I've run into where it's like, I know I bought a sample that sounds like this and I know what pack name it's under, but I don't I'm not seeing that. You know what I'm saying? Well then so, if you're on Mac, it'll also offload them if your folder is set up to your computer. Yeah. So I have mine on my external drive Mm -hmm. and uh yeah it works like a charm and then i have it also set up so anytime i download um presets it'll automatically route to serum under my splice folder in there which isn't nearly as organized as greg so i gotta figure that out yeah because i was looking at his and it's like shout out to greg for the mass organization that is his oh dude his serum his serum library is just so tidy i don't think i've ever even told him that so hopefully he listens to this episode. I'm like, gonna I'm gonna post this as a clip just so we can send it to him and say, <laughs> "Yo, Greg, how you so organized, dog? It putting us to shame." <laughs> yeah. Um. He's anyway, so, so keep splice in mind, kind of as we go through some of these, because some of these we will reference. Um, the rent to own model on splice, which is really cool. Uh, Josh, what's your next one? My next one is um thermal by output it is this is a recent thing yeah this is recent i literally just hopped on this this week and uh it got me all sorts of pumped it's uh it's a saturation plugin so think like ozone exciter um fab filter saturn but it's not only multi-band, but then there's also dynamic effects in it. Um, there's modulation effects. There's delay. There's reverb. So it's this really cool multi-effects processor that I really love using on vocals to saturate the top end and then run a compressor on it to act as a de-esser. But it's also really cool for sound design stuff. Yeah, I do that with a 2A sometimes. I'll run a compressor on top just to kind of on a BGVs to help like reduce the amount of s's but also give a nice like thick compression to it yeah and so it's uh it's one of those things that kind of makes things sound done before you even did That's any cool. other processing to so it so this is something that i haven't gotten yet though i will i will confess me and josh are we are output boys we 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 stand some output uh, there's I like have, very my few desk companies an output i think desk um I know Josh has looked into getting an output desk whenever he's moved, potentially. We'll see if that actually happens or not. But I have one. I love it. I um, Their their customer service is really good because my desk was late because of COVID shipping situations. And they gave me a free uh, library, which was really cool. Um, they gave me Substance for free, which is like super sick so i and love then, substance it's yeah, incredible and, and then uh i have exhale i use it a lot um and i use arcade which is a monthly thing that they use i just canceled lot. my arcade subscription yeah i use arcade i i use it too much to cancel it it's like i use it just enough to like be necessary for what i do because i do a lot of like those like clean kind of hip-hoppy things mm-hmm. so it's kind of uh for vocal chop stuff it's really really easy that between that and exhale it's really yeah, easy with to find the new stuff. cubase um sampler 
I yeah. kind of got rid of but it because I, I haven't gotten into I haven't gotten into this. So what what's it called again? Thermal. Thermal. Okay. So this is something I'm gonna have to look into myself too. I um uh, I showed it? Nick it last night and he like I sent him one video and you could hear just how like it cleaned up this vocal through my phone camera and um he then sent me a picture back of him at the checkout page <laughs> <laughs> and he got it so yeah it's it's just like one of those things where i love plugins that aren't just like a one trick pony like i want something that can help me fix a vocal but then i also want it to be able to completely destroy something for a cool effect and that's exactly what this does and it's like an all-in-one saturation plugin whether you just want to warm something up whether or whether you want to do a really cool effect for a movie a post-apocalyptic movie there, so you got it that's a it's 150 dollars but yeah, it it's is, a, it's it's 150 bucks, but then Splice does rent to own on it for 10 bucks, and you get a two week free trial. Mm -hmm. So I would recommend doing the free trial, and then you could pay like five bucks a month for it. Because if you're like me, you buy a lot of plugins and then you never use them. It's 10 bucks a month on uh, Splice. Sorry, yeah, it's 10, $10. bucks a month on Splice. Um, but yeah, it does have like the cool free trial thing, and it's something that you can use. I'm looking at the UI right now. Yeah, dude, this looks wild. It's really crazy. The fact that there's like that you can put in like sine waves to control different parameters, and it and, and it's got a widener built into it, which is really cool for like BGVs and stuff, dude. Yeah, yeah it has that. Really cool. It has a global tone EQ. And if you're a producer and you're looking for like something for uh, to kind of give some sauce to a synth. Like this, this is definitely like that plugin. I have another I one of those on, on my list where it's like, and it's just, I throw it well. on stuff just for some sauce. But yeah, this is definitely a saucy kind of, kind of plugin. I'm going to have yeah, to like I said, it, it, it could be a great mixing tool, but it can also be a great production tool. And I think that that's my favorite thing about it. Cause now you don't need two different plugins. You just have mm -hmm. your one. And if you learn like learning one UI is a lot easier than learning two. So the faster you are, the better. And, uh, so yeah, I think that thermal is here to stay. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to dig into that one. Uh, so uh, what is your next one? Next one on my list is so this one uh, is semi recent. Um, it's Anna two, and a lot of people, a lot of people bring up it's Anna two, uh, which I think is also in the. Um, slate bundle now too yeah uh but i bought mine outright before it was in the slate bundle oh you're because, so cool because i'm me uh the it is eight, roughly 80 dollars, i believe i'm about to double double check that price because i thought it was 80 dollars, but now i have myself second guessing myself um but they also have by sonic academy yes it is like 85 bucks um it is i've just gotten so used to using it it has become like what a lot of people use serum for that's what i use anna Toot for and i use cheaper. i actually use anna strictly for its art functions dude it's art functionality and it's lfo functions because you can do multiple lfos to the same like parameter 
or like same LFO, different parameters, but have them function in the same LFO, like have them flow the same way is super cool. The um, sampler is really easy to use on it too. Yes, it is. And it is, uh, there's a ton of free presets out there for it, which is like a big reason I use it. Um, Cause it's really easy for me to get from point A to point B and get the sound that I need too quickly. Uh, and doing a lot of, if you're doing a lot of more like ambient sounding synths, worshipy kind of things, or more like hip hop with like lush reverbs and things like that. It's, uh, I don't know, man. It's just one of those things that it's so, I can load it up and immediately get the sound that I need to get. I don't even know it that well. It's just very intuitive to me. I can't hear whatever you're hearing. My neighbor's car alarm is just going off. And then another one started going off too. I think the aliens are here. One time when I was teaching drum lessons, I walked out and the car right in front of the building, the alarm started going off. Then on the other side of the parking lot, another alarm started going off. Then another one started going off. Then another one started going off. And then they all stopped. And that was like one of the weirdest like everybody just looked at each other and was like did that just happen and i was like i think so and i was like unless it's like someone's playing a joke on us and (laughs) the lady was like no that's my car and my keys are in my hand (laughs) ghosts bro dude aliens bro (laughs) aliens and ghosts bro Uh, typically i'm not one for these sorts of things but you know every time i hear a car alarm now i'm like aliens anyway away um, baby Anyway, Anna Two is is probably one of the, the one of the coolest. It's also cheaper than a lot of synths that do similar things for it. That's the other thing yeah. for me is like, Serum's great, and I have Serum, and I use it a lot. It's not on this list because it's like one hundred and eighty dollars, or something like that, one hundred and thirty dollars, <laughs> and Anna Two is eighty bucks. Or if you're on the Slate subscription, it just is a part of your slate subscription it is it's a no-brainer to me like if especially if you're in doing anything with synths and you're doing production even as a songwriter it's a great it's got some sounds that will help you start songs for sure so yeah the sampler is my favorite part of that piece of software yeah um next on my list is well, this kind of goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Slate subscription. Um, you know, we said that Anna is a part of that. You're also going to get a bunch of Kilo Heart stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the Infinity EQ by Slate is like my EQ now. I don't even touch Fab Filter stuff that much. Um, virtual Mix Rack is a must have. It's, uh, you know, it has basically everything that you need in it, whether it's a gate, whether it's different flavors of compressors or eqs like it has it all um and lately like all i've been using is infinity eq uh virtual mix rack and um that's my uh a lot of my friends that use vmr a lot are swear by that new 2a that they added in there that is like it's some it's some it's some spicy sauce that and the distressor the distressor fg stress 
so FG Stress is very sick. Uh, the 2A is also very sick. The 1176 is also very sick. Do I swear that the UA versions sound better? Yeah. Do I still just use VMR because it's convenient? And yeah. they're also way more expensive. <laughs> they are way more expensive. Well, Once they again, come with the they come with the interface. We factor price into some into this list as well as much as we can. It's like we don't want. Oh, I didn't. I went all out. Well, I I tried to factor. Well, you know, you factored price into this too because it's like, what is the best buy? What's the best bang for your buck, right? Because like with Slate and Anna two, it's like if you're not gonna get the Slate bundle, get Anna two anyway. But get the Slate bundle if you're getting into mixing and production because you get all of these tools for twenty bucks a month. Yeah, like, I mean to be fair, I have like two thousand dollars worth of software on here. Yeah, but we're so trying we to minimize we just people haven't spending to the expensive a, stuff yet. <laughs> we're trying to minimize people having to go through and spend two thousand dollars and just get the things that they're going to need. Yeah. So I think that's a huge that's a huge plus for newer people to say, okay, slate bundle. If I'm if I'm going to if I'm going to be doing like production and mixing. Not so much for songwriters. I wouldn't recommend it as much for songwriters, uh, personally. But if yeah, you're just produ- use stock plugins, huh? Just use stock plugins. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not great if you're just trying to be a songwriter, but it, or doing demos. But if you're a producer, you're trying to make like craft songs for people, or craft beats, or craft like instrumentals for people, or you're a mix engineer, and you're like, I'm gonna stick with Slate. Try it for a couple months. And then just stick with it because it's, it's, I, I got it. I don't have it because I got so used to non slate stuff that now it would change my entire workflow to get it. And I know I would love it, but I just don't have the time personally to shift my entire workflow that heavily. Uh, so get in on it earlier so that it becomes a part of your workflow earlier. Yeah, like at this point, I think I've been using the Slate stuff because um, they announced that subscription, I think, right after I got into like Splice and all that. Mm-hmm. So like I've been using the Slate stuff for almost five years at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving on, we're going to start getting to some slightly higher price stuff uh, in the software plugins and samples situation. Um Mine is Melodyne, personally. Uh, I know we're going to... I I would rather... We, we will differ on this, for sure. Uh, but Melodyne, for me, is like my Desert Island like vocal tuning plugin. Uh, just because I'm so used to it, I know it's workflow really, really well, and I... You can get it an intro version for like a hundred bucks, and it integrates with things like uh, I think it's Neuron or something like that. Uh, but yeah, I love it. I know Josh is gonna say Auto Tune. <laughs> so I have Auto Tune on this list, and here's why: as an avid Cubase user, I thought the very audio sucked. <laughs> Until I bought Melodyne. And 
Melodyne is so much less transparent. Like the way that it'll go from note to note, it'll end up making these weird bending sounds. And there's just a lot more that you have to do to Melodyne to make it feel right. In Cubase, now that we have the scale editor, I just toss in the scale. I quantize the pitch. I straighten the curve a little bit, pop through auto-tune, boom. Took me five minutes to tune an entire vocal. And I, uh, I'm i definitely an auto-tune fan. And I know Just because like that... it's the sound. Like um, I forget what the guy's name is, but the engineer who works with uh, The Weeknd, he was talking about how his voice is perfect. Like he has perfect pitch, but they still put auto-tune on him just because we're so used to hearing what auto-tune sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for someone to not own auto-tune is kind of an injustice. If I'm doing, if I'm like finishing a song for somebody and the vocals are tuned, I'll still put auto-tune on it. Yeah. Just because I, like, it's a part of my mixing process now. It has, you know? it has a certain flavor of sound to it in the top end. So I even have, I have, that's why I have auto-tune, um, EFX. So I would agree with you in that sense is that like, it has become, I melodyne it first get all the fine tuning done because there's a ton of fine tuning that I can get done in Melodyne. And then I have um, auto tune EFX to kind of smooth it out and then kind of give me that auto tune quote unquote auto tune sound as far as like the way the plugin sounds, not necessarily the, you know, the weekend sound where it's like a little more, hard tuned or even like a t-painish sound where it's like super hard tuned but it's just auto-tune the plugin just has a flavor of sound built into all of their plugins um it's not that it's good or bad it's just that we're used to hearing it yeah literally all of pop music has it on and it. to be fair auto-tune screws up the phase man oh yeah it does it just butchers so you have to phase. be careful uh moshe was like i wonder what would happen if you had a tune track and then an untuned track and then flip the phase on one so i did Ugh. it and i sent it to him and it like i listened to it with these headphones on and i felt like i was on a roller coaster like it was i was getting motion sickness it's, i uh so as bad. far as like vocal tuning because me neither me nor josh are like pro level vocal tuners we're we're actually <laughs> we're gonna bring on clay dude really we're gonna bro? have we're gonna bring on clay who's a friend of ours uh does a lot of stuff with make pop music but that is his thing he all he does all day every day other than make sick drawings is uh he tunes vocals all the time for homies like seth and homies like austin but you don't think i'm a pro vocal tuner <laughs> i'm just messing with you dude Bro, that's not no, all you, we do. Every I saw day. the way you said that. You were serious. You we're meant not, that. That's not all we do every day, is what I mean. Well, yeah. I mean, that doesn't mean that you can't be good at it. Like, I know. Tiger Woods doesn't play golf every day, and he's still good. That's all he does every day. No, he doesn't. <laughs> you can't tell me that dude doesn't just like not practice. Like, I, I feel like he he literally just like goes home. And like probably watches Netflix and like he has he like wakes up late and he's like, Oh, I gotta go play golf and he just like whacks it and goes home. Dude, I <laughs> I just had a really vivid like imagery of Tiger Woods just like getting out of bed. Oh, I don't want to have to go today. do golf again. Yeah, exactly. He just gets up. I gotta go he's just like golf again. Four, smacks it. <laughs> it's a hole in one. He's like, Goodbye uh, everybody, I won. But 
I do want to have Clay on to talk about like vocal tuning, good vocal tuning practices for people and like people that are getting into vocal tuning for the first time. Cause it took yeah. me a lot of time to like do, uh, you know, some trial and error on figuring some things out, especially with Melodyne. Cause he uses Melodyne a lot too. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, he's really good at what he does. He's, he's and I'm really excited good to at what he to does. Him. Uh, well, yeah, that's what he does. And exactly. That's what I'm saying, man. That's why I want to bring him on. I wasn't <laughs> saying that he wasn't good. I was just making fun <laughs> of the fact that you were like, oh, you're you're not pro level, bro. No, I'm just dogging. Like, sorry, you, I'm on easy mode still. Yeah. I'm just dogging. Recruit on COD. Watch out. <laughs> um, so my next one as we move on is keeping with the vocal theme. Vocal synth two. Oh, that's a good one. As a producer. If you do not have this plugin, I will smack you in the head because this is like in the modern era of pop music. This is one of the like mainstays. You know what I do instead of using vocal synth? I just track harmonies or that. But I mean, it's not even for harmonies. It's for more of that like vocoder kind of sound. Right. I'll be honest with you. I have it. And I can't tell you the last time that I used it. I use it because I do a lot of like, it's heavy in the EDM world and like the Sheeny. Cause Josh does a lot of more like indie pop stuff, more like grungy kind of pop sounds. And sad boy pop. S- sad boy pop. Whatever uh, that's called. Whereas I'm more on the other side of that. I do some of that, but it's more of like, the sheeny kind of retro pop stuff. Uh, so, vocal synth, you've probably heard similar things in like The Middle by Zed Gray and Marin Morris. Uh, literally anything in a Dua Lipa song has been like a lot of those like vocal, like pad layers are vocal synth. There's a ton of like you can mimic sounds uh, from artists like Bon Iver who use vocal synth real uh, like not even they don't necessarily use vocal synth, but they use an actual vocoder very heavily in their productions. Oh, you mean Bon Iver? <laughs> get out of here. I'm about to get uh, death threats from get the out of kids. Uh, the you can emulate a lot of those types of sounds with vocal synth. It is such a cool way to just add an extra layer of vocals into your into your more pop centric productions i've also used it in like post-hardcore music when you just need a cool layer um so yeah it is two hundred dollars a little more on the huh it's also rent to own on splice yes so i was gonna say it's two hundred dollars and it's ten dollars a month uh rent to own on splice so ten dollars a month not that bad not that bad. You spend more on Netflix. They keep raising prices. Exactly. Or you just buy it outright for $200. And this goes back to the free stuff. Um, the, the Isotope, it's made by Isotope. Isotope has a bunch of free things. If you get their free stuff, you get access to uh, mem- like a... Um, I don't remember what it's called, like a member's production price or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so what what happened with me, um, I got a massive discount simply because I owned VocalSynth. And because mm-hmm. I bought 
ozone like seven whenever i was taking classes and i got it on sale for student discount so even though i bought both things at like a discount they ended up giving me like 60 percent off this bundle yeah and i think if you get the free stuff like uh ozone imager and um vocal doubler and uh vinyl they those are all free plugins they will still give you a small discount on a bunch of their other products so if you go get those for free you can actually get vocal synth outright a little cheaper and before we go on to the other isotope stuff that i know josh wants to talk about uh, i want to bring up something called the isotope producers club which I don't know if you know about this, Josh. I didn't know about this until I was looking up prices and doing research for this episode. But they have this thing called the Producers Club. It's pretty cool. It is $20 a month. You get Neutron, Nectar, and Vocal Synth, as well as Melodyne 5. All for 20 bucks a month, and they're going to update more. So you get all the updates, and you get... Um, a couple Berkeley online lessons and stuff like that. A couple things and some more uh, presets and things in those. Um, wow, that's actually a really good deal. Yeah, it's actually really cool, right? Uh, and you get Isotope Relay, which is like the plugin that lets Vocal Synth and uh, Nectar work well together. So for those that don't know, Nectar is Isotope's like vocal specific. Uh, mixing tool so you you can use vocal synth inside of nectar as well it's, it's got a really good eq uh some cool saturation and you can actually use melodyne inside of nectar as well so it's like an all-in-one plug-in for vocals uh it's pretty cool if you're trying to do and neuron is for mixing in general so uh it's got e, cool eqs transient shapers gates exciters compressors bunch of different things a uh, lot of top guys use this stuff and for only 20 bucks a month you get all of that it's actually not a bad deal and you might it's get it it's a good way to get it not pay 200 dollars for vocal synth try a bunch of stuff out and decide i don't really use vocal synth a lot and i don't really like melodyne so i'm gonna go find some other stuff instead of having to pay a bunch of money to use those things yep my next one is ozone nine or the tonal balance bottle by um isotope i got mine for a really good price it was like 125 bucks because of the stuff that i own plus the black friday sale um i kind of wanted it just because it's pretty transparent i like the workflow but it's quickly even replacing vmr for me um i use ozone nine outside of mastering constantly because of how transparent everything is on it um the Vintage EQ is great for shaping vocals. The Spectral Shaper is insane. It's just, it's voodoo. I don't I don't know what they had to do or how many blood sacrifices were needed in order to develop that plugin, but they did it. Um, the Maximizer Sick, the AI in it is really cool for loudness um, because oftentimes I won't have a meter up and so I could just click the learn button and it'll shoot the Maximizer to negative 14 lefts and then I get to pull it back. <laughs> Um, shout out to john castelli for turning us on to this idea because yeah, I, I got it just out of like kind of curiosity mm -hmm. and then he started talking about using it on 
like vocals and the spectral shaper and i gave it a try and i was like oh this is special mm-hmm. um it's really cool the, e- showed, the eq and the compressor on it are both super transparent and then all the vintage inspired stuff is really cool too still transparent um with very minimal color um so i've it definitely helped me take that approach of you know shaping the tone how i want it and then applying my mix processing to everything and uh it just made me be a little bit more careful about what i'm doing in a mix yeah it's really cool oh also the tonal balance bundle comes with uh neutron uh and nectar as well as tonal balance which is like a visual guide to your eq spectrum yeah um which i don't use if i think it's stupid but uh but it might be helpful for some people what is it it might be helpful for some people yeah uh neutron is very sick the transient shaper in it is awesome uh the the eq in it's really cool too if you just don't if you don't have like fab filter or you're not going to get the slate bundle with the infinity eq i I could live with that eq yeah it's really it's really cool i don't like how it's graphed out though i want to be able to see more of my low end but i could i could work with it yeah, that's um, what I'm saying. Like, if you're as as a producer, if you're just getting started and you don't want to buy, or like as a songwriter, right? It's actually really good for more towards the songwriting kind of thing because you can do a bunch of other things with that plugin other than just it's an EQ. Yeah. Um. There's also something in there. I forget what it's called. It's like Shaper. I'm about to look it up. What is it? Tone Shaper. Or something like that. What are you? Can I add a plugin in Ableton while I'm recording? You should be able to. Yeah, I do. It'll add it to a different track. Sculptor. Yeah. It's called Sculptor. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, that thing's really cool. If you need something to sit completely differently in the mix, that's the plugin that'll help you do it. I just did it on um guitars actually. Heavy guitars. Um it's one of those things where a little goes a long way and you could really screw up a mix mm-hmm. using it. But um, for those scenarios where you just feel like the guitars are like sitting completely backwards, then it'll help you tame that and cool. push things in the right direction. I'm going to have to try that. That's a really good idea. Yeah. So it, it combines like dynamic EQ and saturation to kind of morph things. And you could set the speed and stuff and... That's really, really cool. cool. Yeah, like you uh, can you can make a snare drum snap with it. Yeah, that's really that's cool. really cool. Yeah, so just to recap, the bundle was what that came in, but yeah. Ozone Nine was the the main thing that you really kind of want out of that. Yeah, if I if I only had Ozone Nine, I'd be perfectly happy. Yeah, Neutron Once again, is just like a plus, and apparently people really like Nectar. I don't understand it at all. But. Yeah, I I mean I know like I said. It's cool for if you want an all-in-one thing to just like get you through making something sound really good. It's like um, it's like uh, if CLA vocals cared. Basically, it's a With, more detailed. Oh, it has tune on it, by the way. Huh? It has tune. Yeah. Well, you can you can integrate Melodyne into it. Really? Inside it, yeah. That's what's cool about it. So it's oh. like, you know how Studio One users can integrate, and I think Cubase users can too. They can yeah. integrate Melodyne into like the DAW. Yeah. You can do that inside of uh, Nectar. Oh. That's why it comes with Melodyne 5 for free. It's really cool. 
Oh. <laughs> I just blew your mind, didn't I? I don't know. I, I've booted up the tune once, and I was like, man, this is this is really hard to use, and then yeah. I stopped using it. Yeah, I didn't you, know you could link it to Melodyne. I yeah, don't understand what the pros are of doing that. Uh, So I think the idea is that if you have a singular main vocal, you can put that on it and completely process your vocal with one plug-in using less CPU. I think that's the idea. Huh. It's it's an interesting idea. I, I'm and like, for some you know that episode of SpongeBob work. where Squidward is doing the future. Yeah, yeah. that's me exactly, right now. exactly. That's me. Um, so I only have a couple more when it comes to plugins, and then we'll get to online classes. Um, I'll just run through these really quick. Oh, I, I still have two more. So I'll run through my last two because I only have two more. Um, RC Retrocolor has been as of recently. Thanks to me watching a ton of Kenny Beats stuff, uh, he uses it a ton. It's a hundred dollars, or on Splice, it is five bucks a month. It is if you're doing like vibey lo-fi or hip hop music, it is like everything you could want in those kind of things, and it's really cool for like I said about uh, your other plugin, the output plugin. It's some sauce, dude. It's like, I need something to hit different. I need a synth to hit different. I need drums to hit different. Throw it on there. Mess around with some parameters. Yes, Josh. There's an entire lo-fi section in Thermal. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It does a lot of those cool modulation effects and stuff. Yeah, I think between Thermal and RC RC, uh, Retro Color, I think it's called RC20. Yeah, RC20. You could basically have everything for lo-fi music. Yeah, I I really like Cassette as well, but... But yeah, you can kind of do the same thing between those two plugins. Yeah, like, but like at the end of the day, like, I hang on, I just, uh, <laughs> I'm a mess. So, uh, at the end of the day, like all of these effects, they're gonna be categorized by different things. So, what makes something sound like a warbly lo-fi sound? It's gonna mm-hmm. be saturation. It's gonna be some kind of a filter. And then you're also going to have some form of modulation, more than like some sort of tape modulation or like a flanger that's very low key. Mm -hmm. And so whenever you have the option to use those inside of a saturation plugin like thermal, you can recreate the same thing. It's just sometimes RC20 is going to be a heck of a lot faster for that particular sound. So maybe it's worth it to pay the extra hundred bucks or whatever it is just so you could boot that up, click on a preset and you're right there. And but it does a good. That's, it has that's a essentially really good, what uh, all of these are. When we're talking about effects mm-hmm. plugins, they all do the same thing. They're just going to be chained differently. They're going to have different controls. Some are going to be quicker. Some are going to be harder for you to use. Mm-hmm. So, and like RC twenty has reverb options that are really good. It's got some uh, bit crusher options in it that are really good. It's got some uh, the 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 noise vinyl noise option in it like sounds really good like it's hard to find good sounding vinyl noise sometimes that isn't like over aggressive um that so, isn't yeah. hi-fi yeah yeah that isn't hi-fi it's supposed to be lo-fi like it's the whole point yeah. um so yeah that was my one and then my other one is complete 13 select which if you go back to our free episode they actually have a free bundle of this uh but I would say paying it is two hundred dollars for complete thirteen select, and you get a bunch of really great stuff for two hundred dollars. 
Uh, and they run sales on this a lot too. So if you watch out for sales, like they, you can snag this for 80 bucks or a hundred bucks. Sometimes, uh, you get massive, which is a super cool wavetable synth. Uh, it does, a, you can do a bunch of heavy lifting in it. I use it a ton for bases. Uh, so massive is really cool just for that. I mean, that's worth a hundred dollars right there on its own. You get Monarch, which is really good for uh, mono, uh, like lead synths. It's really great. Reactor Prism is really cool. It's like a modal synthesizer. You can do like a bunch of really cool textural things in it. It's great for like background stuff. Uh, but then you also get this is another th- wild thing. You get like a ton of sampled instruments. So you get the Rickenbacker bass, which is super cool. The Scarby Mark One, which is an uh, electric piano, kind of like a Rhodes. Uh, the Gentleman, which is an upright piano. You get their vintage organs. You get West African uh, percussion instrument. Uh, I mean, and I'm I'm skipping over a bunch. You get a Retro Machines, which is like uh, based off of a. I think it's a Jupiter. It's based off of a Jupiter. So like in a Juno, like a combo of like some parameters of those. So that's super cool. You get a ton of different options with those. And I skipped a bunch of stuff that's in there too. You also get ROM, which is uh, one of Wait Moshe. a second. You're using a different microphone. Yeah, yeah, I am using a different microphone. <laughs> oh, uh, I just noticed that. You're, you're using, uh, you get ROM, which is a reverb that is wild. It's like Moshe turned me on to it. Moshe Ackerman turned it on, turned me on to it for vocals. Uh, it is one of the coolest, like newer sounding reverbs. You get that. You also get a bunch of like drum expansions for a bunch of different kind of samples, machine expansions for drums. So for, I mean, dude, for two hundred dollars. I mean, and even you know if you can find uh, it on sale or get an upgrade because you paid for something cheaper. Get it for a hundred dollars or less. Dude, it's, it's wild that you can get all of that for so cheap. It's to me, it's desert Island because of all of the flexibility and it's all stuff that I use all of the time. You're welcome. <laughs> Hi, Maddie. That was, that was my brother. Oh, hello. What are you saying? Josh's brother. Yeah, you're welcome. Go away. So, Josh, what are your your other two plugins? My other two, it is going to be the Sound Toys Bundle. Which we've talked about a little bit on the free episode. Um, sign up for their list and you'll find a bunch of deals a lot of the time. Sound Toys is so sick. Mm-hmm. Uh radiator and decapitator are used constantly crystallizer might be my favorite plugin ever that's a granular synthesis plugin we're gonna post a video that josh made about uh a cool way to use crystallizer on vocals i thought i thought that was super sick yeah that's one of my favorite things in the world um i use it all the time on guitars if i need to create textures then i'll just instead of like tracking like a lead part and verbing it out i'll just run it through something granular and verb it out and it's perfect you want to take a one shot and turn it into a pad literally just take echo boy and like crank up everything and instant pad Mm -hmm. 
on like a one single note of a guitar. Yeah, it's Echo crazy. Boy is just my go-to for slap echoes. It's perfect. Little Plate is like my go-to reverb for anything that isn't vocals. Um, even on even on group gang vocals, it's really great too. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying it's bad on vocals. It's just no. I don't put it on vocals because I use Verb Suite. Yeah, I like the exactly. I like the 480 and the in the B7 or mm-hmm. M7. Dude, I use this plate on a lot of hip hop vocals because it's so simple. It's very simple. It's really cool for if you want like a quick, like something else I'll do is I'll run like something granular after uh, a vocal on low plate. And then if you turn down the setting all the way, it's like a really, it sounds like you're in a bathroom and it's, that's really cool if you chop that up. Um, what else is in the sound toys bundle? There's a Literally lot more than that. Tremolator is like the best tremolo in the world effects rack is crazy Mm -hmm. um little alter boy is used all the time i use little alter boy probably more than any other like just straight up effects plugin like as far as like modulation and stuff i use little alter boy constantly if they don't know how you get like so if you listen to a lot of black bear uh how he gets that modulation on his voice where it sounds like his voice is shifting uh, like into a higher like timbre or a lower timbre, you um you can use uh, it's called format shifting and you can do that with both auto tune and I don't have auto tune so I use a little alter boy to do those kind of things. You can automate I the format shift. And, and here's the funny thing is like they both sound different though. Mm-hmm. So little alter boy actually has some issues with it where there's like weird stereo imaging that goes on. So I don't use that on a main vocal, but I use it on background vocals all the time for my low octave and my high octave because I don't care if those shift around in the mix because if anything, that's just going to make them feel like it's going to give movement to it, you know? So like I'm cool with that. Um, But yeah, like they're, they're just really cool and I love them. Go buy anything from them or if you can get the deal – or if you're a student, you get a huge discount. I think it's like two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. yeah, I paid two fifty for mine. It's five hundred yeah. normally, and it doesn't go on sale often, so yeah. it's kind of a tough one. But it's definitely worth it. Black Friday, they will have sales. I think this year they had a sale for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just definitely like I think that that's like a must-have. Like if you give me Ozone and Sound Toys and the Slate subscription, then I'm good. That's all yeah. I need. For sure. Um, my very last plug in here is going to be Serum. It's self-explanatory. That yeah. is the cleanest wavetables in my opinion, and it it's super easy to use. So yep. it is my number two synth right behind Anatu, and the only reason Anatu beat it out is because of the price. That's literally it. So I use Serum a ton. I built um that that pop song that I sent you today. Like the majority of that is Serum. Just because it gives you that very, it's really easy to get that very like thick pluck sound, the luscious pads, like it does a lot of that cool stuff. Yep. Um, cool. Those are all of our must-have software plugins and like sample-based things. Uh, we don't have very many for the online classes because I want to preface this: there are a ton of online classes out there, guys. Like so many and this is where it's really easy to spend a lot of money thinking you're going to get a huge return on investment and 
learned very little. So preface that with that me and Josh have spent a bunch of money not learning very much on a bunch of different platforms. Uh, I only have two. I don't. I think they're the same two as you, Josh, right? I only have one, and it's Nail the Mix. It's the only one I think it's worth it because it's cheap. And I think the important part about learning this stuff isn't so much listening to someone talk about it. It's about doing it, right? Mm-hmm. And so doing it, and then you get to see how they did it at the end of the month. Um, I've learned so much from that. I learned more from opening up 90-track projects that were done by somebody who does this day in and day out for big projects than I ever have from any course that I paid for where I watched somebody do it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the closest thing you're going to get to like a college-like experience where it feels like you're in like a like a classroom kind of thing. I know the Ryan Tedder course is like that right now. But, um, you know, I, I think that that's the only thing. I, I'm still a subscriber because yeah. it, it's fun. I get to like if I'm if I'm down or if I just want to mix something for fun, I get to download all these tracks and then I just get to – play around with it, see how they did it, how they get this sound, how they get this sound. What do I think could have been better about the mix? Yep. And can I actually make it better? That's so that's, that's the, the other so this is something that like as a mix engineer, it's pretty fun to be able to go, okay, I didn't like that mix on this record. And they might bring it on as a nail the mix, you know, month. Uh they primarily, just to preface, they primarily do rock and metal, which me and Josh both work on sometimes. Um, so, but we might listen to a record and be like, uh, I wasn't a huge fan of that mix. But we might get the stems and realize that mix was actually amazing for the quality of stems that they were sent. So it makes you realize how much, and then you might see like, so, for instance, uh, I loved the the Doomed month. I've talked about it before, but the Bring Me the Horizon month uh, for the song Doomed that Dan Lancaster mixed. I was blown away by, I loved that record, the way the mix sounded on that record. I was also like, how much did Dan actually do? He did a lot. But the quality of the stems that he was given were so good to start with that he got to make very creative mix decisions rather than trying to eliminate Fix issues, it. mix yeah. decisions. Yeah, that, that's that's something that's really kind of mind-boggling. Like whenever you're starting out, you're used to working with the trash stems that you recorded yourself. But once you realize that like if you have higher quality stems, like it's easier to mix – I mean, like, that's such an obvious thing, but, like, you just never think of it, you know? You're like, wow, why do my guitars not sound like theirs? And it's like, well, that's because the guy who recorded those guitars had a great guitar player with a great tech who set up that guitar. It's a great guitar, great pickups through a great rig. A great amp, great mic, great chain. And then it was edited by one of the best editors in the world. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's why why your mix doesn't sound like theirs. That's it. That's, That's the tweet. And and being able to say, okay, well, I want this guitar sound. What does that guitar sound sound like raw? Was amazing. It's like, uh, for a good instance, uh, there was a month where Will Putney did a Knocked Loose record. Um, 
and I was blown away by the way those drum sounds and the way those uh, guitars sounded. And so I got to just dive into like what, how did they layer those guitars? There's so many guitar layers and so many drum layers in that that like no wonder it sounds larger than life because the drums one kick sound is like eight different tracks of kick just positioned in a specific way dude i remember i was reading this interview with him and he was straight up like yeah i don't use drum samples all the kids use drum samples but i don't use like you know superior drummer or whatever and i was like wow this guy's different and then I, I literally logged into Nail the Mix for that session, and I watched him be like, yeah, so these are my five snare samples, and I just cle- I, I just exited out. <laughs> yeah, he used, like, he took one-shots. Yeah, I was like, and... why are you, I don't know. Yeah. That, that bummed me out, because I, I was like, okay, so I do the exact same thing that he does, but he's way better than me. Yeah, that's all, <laughs> that's what, that's what you're going to realize by watching a lot of these, too, is like, you're not that far off you have the right ideas it's more an approach yeah so that's that's a huge thing about it there are so many courses out there and you can watch them all you could go through with all of them you could pay thousands of dollars for all of them but at the end of the day everybody does the same exact thing they just do it in a little bit of a different way and that's why that they're so much better than you yep i'm gonna shout out don't buy that extra course dude just don't do it just go mix the song and see if it comes out good i got three because I just added one while we were talking. Um, Make Pop Music offers some courses. They also yes. have samples. And they also have a bunch of free online stuff. Yes. All of their stuff is amazing. Uh, some of our friends get to work on it. And it is some... Especially for the price. I thought it was going to be... When I went to their website to buy a sample pack for the first time. I thought it was going to be way more expensive than it was. It's only like 20, 30 bucks. Austin's it is the dude, man. Crazy. I mean, all the make pop music guys are just incredible. Exactly. So, seriously, shout uh, out to them. So that is a no-brainer to me. Uh, that pitch. Shout out to the homies. Uh, it is... I will say it is probably one of the best ways for you to... Spend your money in a positive way. Because it could... There's potential that it could turn your old tracks into more money for you. So that pitch is a sync service where they'll pitch your songs out for sync. Sync is for TV, film, that kind of music. Mm-hmm. Um, Ads. But also you get to be a part of the community and the community is incredible. Mark, Mallory, Enoch, like they're just great people mm-hmm. and the community is really awesome and uh, you'll learn a lot about not only the sync world, but also like the freelance production world and working with artists. So, and also you can get a lot of good feedback on your stuff. Well, that and you can make some of that good money. Mm-hmm. Cold hard cash, paying yeah, out dude. like twenty five grand a month. That's wild, dude. Crazy, dude. Started that out of make pop music. That's literally mm-hmm. what he did. He was like, hey, it's like x amount and then we do this this and this and now it's grown and grown and grown and yep. now he's like yeah i'm a big deal my name's mark and i'm also super cool i'm super cool and i swear a lot <laughs> um i love so him that's, so much that's i don't amazing. think he even knows me but I, I love mark we're gonna mark if you're watching this 
we love you a lot. We love you, and you're going to come on the podcast and speak. You're an inspiration from as a business owner. You're also an inspiration as just a cool dude. So we love you. Uh, the last thing and the most expensive thing on this list. Good job for breaking your computer, apparently. No, this is like a wall mount. I don't know oh. why it's in here. So... This was the single most important thing for me as a business owner. It is the most expensive thing, and it is not for everybody. It is for if you are already working, in my opinion. You're already doing a little bit of work. You're already making a little bit of money, and you're struggling to turn the business side of your studio into something more legitimate. As profitable producer course, it is fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> it is very expensive, but I will say that in twenty eighteen, before I took the course, I was struggling to make money, and I was struggling to bring in clients regularly. And through that course, I made, I made the framework for what is now my business. And now I have regular clients. I met a lot of cool people through it. That's the other thing. The community was really cool. And I met, it forces you, part of the course forces you to reach out to people and get to know people and cold call people, but in a friendly way and like in a relationship kind of way. And Plus. I, it completely made my business into what it is now. And it made me meet all of the people that I know now. It made me comfortable with talking with people that I do not know. So, like I said, not for everybody, very much not for everybody, but they offer some free stuff. They have a podcast, the Six Figure Home Studio, uh, that we're fans of. And I would say... If you're in a situation where you are able to pay for it and already bringing in a little bit of money but struggling to get consistent, that is the, that is the course for you to go go look at. Check it out. Um, even message Chris or Brian. They'll talk to you about it. I know Chris doesn't like – it's more of Brian's thing. Chris doesn't own it, but it's um, – I, they can give you really good information about it and give you like, you know, some free course guides on how to do certain things that you're struggling with. So that's the last one for me. And I don't think Josh has any more. We've gone through a bunch of stuff uh, today. I'm going to list all of this in the description of the show and the YouTube channel. And I'm going to list prices next to all of this stuff too, just so you guys can kind of uh, see where everything is. If it has a normal price and a splice monthly price, I will list both of those links for you just in case you would rather go buy it outright or if you want to do the uh, rent-to-own model through splice. All of these have trials, by the way, besides splice itself. They all have trials. Yep, everything. So. Even uh, Nail the Mix has like a $1 free month. 
it's like a free month for a dollar. Yeah, like, so it, don't it's, don't be stressing about having to spend money to try these things out. Use the trial. If it has the rent to own option, go ahead and do it. Cause if you're just starting out and these are like, you know, first step, always learn your stock plugins first. But if you're getting to that point where you're like, man, I really want more stuff, like take your time because like tools are important and mm -hmm. they um not only take a long time to really get to know well, but you might find out that, oh well, Saturn works better for me than thermal, you know? Cool. Or whatever. So take your time with them because you don't want to end up spending hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars on stuff you don't use. Mm -hmm. I think we could both say that from experience. So yes, very much so. It's better for you to uh, either rent to own something for cheap. If there is not a trial option or just trial it for a little bit and see if you like it uh, and see if it's going to fit in your workflow than spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars just to amass a ton of plugins and never do it. No, you're good. Yeah. Thank you guys for coming and hanging out. We will see you next week. And that's it for this episode of the Home Studio Hangout Podcast. Thank you so much for coming to hang out with us today. If you'd like to find any of the links to all of the stuff that we talked about today. You can find it on YouTube. Just search Home Studio Hangout or find it on the After School Podcast YouTube channel. All the links for everything we talked about will be in the description of this episode. Thanks again for checking us out. If you aren't subscribed, please go ahead and subscribe to us on your favorite uh, podcast channel. Leave a review if you gain some knowledge or learn something from what we talked about today helps other people find us and maybe even grow a little bit more once again thanks for coming and hanging out and keep on creating